on the block on demand this is on the block with brent axe that it is my friends welcome back on the block espn radio presented by burdick toyota let's get this thing man let's hit that fancy open let's do some takes a little warmer than usual. Not that I want to shut off uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, which I would probably put in my top five list of favorite songs ever, but let's go. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for hot takes on the block. Are we sure about this Mets thing? I, I just want to ask that out loud. It's great that a deal appears imminent, that a verbal agreement has been put into place, and depending on what seems to be a formality of $25 million in renovations, at NBT Bank Stadium. I'm just going to kind of say this, though. 2043 is a long way away, and contracts have out clauses. It's not like that locks in the Mets until then, no matter what. I think we all know how this works. You still need the support of the community. You still need this to be a viable AAA market, and a lot of I's have to be dotted and T's have to be crossed. I'm just kind of wondering, like, how they came up with because the current deal goes through 2025, and that is depending on the lease at NBT Bank Stadium and, you know, a lot of details that I don't want to bore you with. But that just came out of nowhere yesterday. And, look, if they feel that strongly about it, and we saw, of course, yesterday that Joni Mahoney stepped down as county executive, Bill Fisher, who was doing an amazing job on the war memorial front with the crunch and, you know, was looking like he's lining things up over at NBT Bank Stadium. I love his commitment to, to local professional sports and realizing the importance of it and working with these teams. That That's all well and good. But I heard that yesterday. I honestly thought there was a typo on Syracuse.com. Like 2034, if you flip it, if it's like a typo and it's 2034, I would still say, are you sure about that? Because, I mean, that sounds like, remember when you were a kid and you would watch like movies that were based way in the future, like Blade Runner or something like that's 2043. That is, I can't even think about what the world's going to be like in 2043. And who wants to make a bet that there'll still be triple a baseball and the New York Mets will still be our major league affiliate. Then? So I really admire the positive thinking. I do. I'm just, but are, are we sure about this? And these are the Mets we're talking about here. I mean, come on. The Mets. So we'll see how that plays out. I appreciate the working relationship the two have. I think the Mets have to show a commitment beyond 2025, and I think the right to ask for some renovations at NBT Bank Stadium. If I was in their position, I would do the same. I wonder how much they're going to chip in for that. But, you know, it's all about leverage. You want a AAA team? We have signed on until this date. If you want us beyond that, we need to see something here. I like that they're reducing capacity. I like a lot of things they're doing over there, but... 2043, that is... That's hot. Wow, that is... I'm going to be a grandfather in 2043. I can't even do the math on how old I'm going to be then. Holy cannoli. Boys, what do you think? What are the odds I'll be alive in 2043? 
What are the odds we'll all be here in 2043 with the way the world's going? It's a long time, man. And that's, that's these are the Mets we're talking about. Just, you know, as the kids would say, just saying. So I saw today that Paul Rabel and some other, I haven't seen any other names, but apparently some other stars in the lacrosse world are starting their own outdoor professional league. Now, those of you that know, in the lacrosse world, there's Major League Lacrosse, right? And I've always wondered why Syracuse was not a destination for Major League Lacrosse, given the history of the sport here, the number of Syracuse players and Central New York players that have gone on to not only be college stars, but professional stars from here. I always thought that a MLL franchise would work here. But the, they had sites on bigger cities, on major markets. Lacrosse is a booming sport. And I don't blame them for seeking out Denver and Atlanta and Dallas in big-time markets, because if you can make it work in those markets, then then go for it. The interesting model with this, though, is they're not this they're calling it the Premier Lacrosse League. And Paul Rabel, who's the biggest name in lacrosse by a mile, wants to basically establish this league, give them a little more financial security, a little more health benefits and things that MLL players don't get now. A lot of them have second and even third jobs and just kind of play on the weekend as professional lacrosse players. But it would be more of a touring model. It would be like a lacrosse tour would come into certain towns and the teams in the league would play almost like a tournament. So I would think that Syracuse would be a natural place where they could come do this, especially in the summer when there's not as much going on. Yep, we were just talking about the Chiefs, but, you know, summertime's more about vacations and concerts and outdoor stuff. And, you know, there's a lot to do, but there's not necessarily a lot of sports competition there. So I think that's something that the lax heads around here would embrace. And it's an interesting model. Instead of having to deal with, you know, stadium deals and having to commit to six or seven home dates and selling tickets and promotions and all these things we talk about in professional sports and minor league sports, they're going on more of a touring model. We're going to go to one city, we're going to play six games, and then we're going to go to another city and do it that way. My unsolicited advice, and I feel like those powers that be, Paul Rabel included, would certainly know that while this is not a city where the MLL has expanded to. There is a market for it, especially if you tell me, I got to go for one day and watch like six lacrosse games of the best players in the world, supposedly, if they can steal some talent away from the MLL. I'm in. Come to the queue. Let's make it happen. That's hot. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Fitzpatrick for the third straight game threw for 400 plus yards. Now, you got to realize something here. Sometimes throwing for 400 plus yards is not a good thing because it means you're behind and you have to throw the ball a lot to get back in the game. But it's a passing league now, and, you know, we will give him the props there. Dirk Cutter, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, once thought to be on the hot seat, and maybe he still is once the Fitz magic runs out. Of course, though, was asked about, hey, that Jameis Winston guy, you know, the number one overall pick you have on the roster, what's up with that? Oh, yeah, of course, we love Jameis. I mean, Jameis is uh, he's a member of our team and uh, anxious to get him back. He'll he'll be great in our locker room, and I know Jameis, whatever role that, that he ends up in, I know Jameis will embrace that role and give it everything he's got. Is he going to give me the I-got-to-watch-the-tape line on this? Because while Fitzpatrick also threw for 400 yards and threw for three touchdowns, he threw three interceptions on three consecutive passes. As I tweeted last night, and I will stand by this tweet, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick's carriage always turns back into a pumpkin. The Fitz magic will run out. He will come crashing back down to earth. Now, he led him on a furious comeback in the second half, which I will give him credit for. And this is what you get out of Fitz magic, especially early in the year. You get these spurts. He's he's slinging it. He's confident. People love him in the locker room. The fans fall in love with him. You get the fancy T-shirts. You're growing beards. He's looking like Conor McGregor. Everybody loves him. But this is going to end. He's going to come back down to earth, and he's going to throw four interceptions in a game, followed by three interceptions in a game, followed by four interceptions in a game. And he's not going to have the big numbers to back it up. But I understand why you ride that wave till it hits the beach when your alternative is a guy who can't grow up. Jameis Winston is all the talent in the world, but there is a pattern of misbehavior there. The crab legs, the alleged sexual assault at Florida State, the Uber driver. There is a pattern here. Either you know, you're know you just one of the unluckiest people ever or you're the problem. Remember he stood up in the, what was it, the cafeteria or something and said a lot of sexually explicit things. Like there's a pattern here for Jameis Winston. And he went on a PR campaign, pretended to turn things around. He's the first guy in the building, the last guy out. Now you are what you are. When you show us who you are, eventually we will believe you. So if I'm Tampa Bay, I hope that the Fitz magic lasts as long as possible so I don't have to put Jameis Winston in, who is kind of a, a sink-or-swim prospect as a quarterback. He can look great, and there's weeks you're like, put Ryan Fitzpatrick in, right? But I'm here to tell you this is going to be a decision for Tampa Bay. Right now it's great because everybody loves Fitzpatrick, but in week seven you're going to have a decision to make. And you saw a little bit of it last night, didn't you? That's hot. Uh, three interceptions on three passes. That's what you get with the gunslinger. There's always a downside to the magical spell, right? Cinderella is keeping an eye on the clock for midnight. And it's at this point, uh, so is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think it's like three minutes to midnight. So in the meantime, keep that beard nice and bushy. Two uh, fun pieces of audio we wanted to share with you here. Let's uh, check in with Randy Edsel at UConn after uh, the embarrassing 51-21 loss to Syracuse and putting out one of the worst defenses college football has ever seen. Wake Forest just fired their defensive coordinator. Just curious your philosophy on that. What does that have to do with us? Well, I just want to... I'm done. I can see where this is going. I'm done. And he's out. The question, if you couldn't hear the guy in the background, was Wake Forest just fired their defensive coordinator. So you could see Randy Etzel immediately recoil. Like, he's a cobra, and there's a mongoose in front of him. He's like, oh, it's it's on, right? And then he says, what does that have to do with us? And then, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. So things are going well in UConn. Another fun piece of audio we wanted to share with you. I love this. I am just going to play this. Okay, so... Just hit it. I don't even have to explain. This. My all-time Mount Rushmore of golf. Okay, well, Barry Sneed, Jones. Wait for it. Nicholas. Wait for it. Me. Ladies and gentlemen, Tiger Woods. How often do you get asked a question about the Mount Rushmore of something and you're in the answer? That's fantastic. My all-time Mount Rushmore of golf. Okay, well, Barry Sneed, Jones, Nicholas, me. And of course, 
He's 100% right. You cannot have a Mount Rushmore of golf, the greatest golfer of all time. Any conversation about the GOAT in that sport without Eldrick Tiger Woods being in that discussion, 14 majors, speaks for itself, right? I just love the fact that he gets to answer that because usually the people we have these discussions about never get asked that question. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? You ever hear Tom Brady answer that question? Uh, Well, let's see. I would have to go with Joe Montana, maybe put Dan Marino in there, uh, Roger Staubach, me. So who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Well, you certainly have to say that uh, Will Chamberlain's in there and Bill Russell and Michael Jordan and me. If you're LeBron James, right? Because he's in that discussion. The fact that Tiger was... Now, he saved himself for last. I'll give him some humble points for that. But that is coming off Sunday. How do you doubt that answer? No one's going to rip that either. No one's going to tweet that out. Nobody's nobody's going to doubt that. Because you can't. And... Me. Yes. Thank you very much. Eldrick Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen. That is spectacular. And uh, I'll end hot takes on this note. So we, we, we have audio of this, Seth? I, I, I believe, yes, we do, right? Oh, yes, here it is. So Enos Cantor, let's just say he, he wants to go to the playoffs. Let's take a listen. I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. That's hot. And it certainly is. We will break on that note. Andrea Adelson coming up top of the hour. She will be at the Syracuse-Clemson game, so certainly that will be discussed, and we will go around the ACC. We'll talk some Syracuse basketball because practice starts today. Top five Tuesday on the way, on the way as well. A lot to do. Stay right there. $100 disposition fee. No security deposit required. No early termination fee. Offer available with approved credit through Hyundai Motor Finance. Must have 720 or better FICO score. Prior sales excluded. See dealer for details. Pricing and incentives available September 1st, 2018 through October 1st, 2018. As a young boy, Gavin loved playing football. He This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Practice, practice. Yes, we're talking about practice. Today, today, today. It all starts. All that rhythm, football begins, and Syracuse is 4-0, and everybody's enjoying that ride, knowing it all steps up this week against Clemson. And we start, uh, you know, those nights start getting a little chillier, and you're like, ooh, i got to close the window. You start wearing more long sleeve shirts to work and the kids get busier and you start thinking about what Halloween costume you're going to wear this year and then it hits you. Ooh, hoops. We got hoopies to discuss. Yes, yes, we do. Today is the first day of Syracuse basketball practice, so we'll pace ourselves here. We'll kind of go through it and see how things develop and we'll certainly get into the throes of it and pretty uh, soon we'll have exhibition games. I think there's actually, speaking of Halloween, there's an exhibition game on Halloween this year. And then it, it just, it'll be here. It just arrives. The rhythm of football into basketball. We have not once this year, by the way, said, is it basketball season yet? Right? We're always asking that in a way because people anticipate it and want to see it and are excited about it, but not in the, hey, the football team stinks. Is it basketball season yet? Haven't asked that once, right? That being said, We'll get a little hoops talking here because uh, my friend and colleague Mike Waters wrote a, a piece today asking seven key questions as Syracuse basketball starts practice. Well, I just so oh I turned on Surrey. Hi Surrey. Syracuse. 
You can also ask me about a specific player or position. Guard, Adrian Autry. Guard, Juice Battle. Guard, Sean Belby. Guard, this is awesome. This is amazing. Robert Braswell. Do you want to hear the next five players? I do, Suri. Yes. Forward, Oshie Brissett. Guard, Jalen Carey. Center, Pascal Chukwu. Forward, Marek Dolazaj. Guard, Rafe Thurston. Do you want to hear the I last six players? I swear to God, I didn't plan this. Yes, yes, I do. Guard, Kai Feldman. Guard, Frank Howard. Guard, forward, Elijah Hughes. Guard, Brendan Paul. Forward, and guard what, what? Washington. Can you go back there, Suri? <laughs> Baram Sadab? Is that what she said? Barama Sadibe is? Uh, Suri. Suri. I think you forgot a couple. Anyway, I think she shut off. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not plan that. I said, I've got all the answers here. And then she turns on. So how do I top that? She just read us the roster top to bottom and did a great job doing it. I mean, flawless execution on that survey. That, that's fantastic. Live radio, kids. You just never know. She just turned on and started talking Syracuse basketball. Even Surrey's fired up. That is great. So, Surrey, if you don't mind, I would like to answer the questions for the people. Maybe we should ask her if that's okay. Hold on. Suri. Yes? Is it okay if I answer Mike Waters' questions about Syracuse basketball? Which athlete? Pascal Chukwu. Oh, here she goes Frank again. Howard, Adrian Autry, Kai Feldman, Sean Belby, <sighs> Elijah Hughes, yeah. Juice Backel, mm -hmm. Rafe Thurston, Howard Washington, Oshi Brissett, Marek Dolazaj, Barama Sadaib, Jalen Carey, Brendan Paul, Representative. Here at Tremont Waters' men's college basketball stats from last season. She's on a roll. Thank you, sir. We, we appreciate that. Do you mind if I do this now, though? Question number one from Mike Waters. Well, I swear to God I didn't plan that. What does it mean to have five starters back? Well, listen, you know, Jim Beheim in the answer to this question, because Mike spoke with uh, Jim and got some answers to this, he kind of tries to rain on that parade saying, quote, just because you have everybody back doesn't mean you're automatically going to make significant improvements. We've got to improve as a team. We've got to do it. We've got to show it. Yeah, but it's a big advantage in college basketball these days to have not only five starters back, but a guy that... Yeah, had he gone in the NBA draft, would have gone in the second round, but is still an NBA caliber player, a second NBA caliber player in O'Shea Brissett, who I think certainly will go to the draft after this year, and two other players that are probably on the path to being NBA prospects. Now, add in the freshmen coming in, the senior leadership, the balance, the talent, every position covered, it means a lot in college basketball these days. You can poo-poo that all you want. Yes, they've got to prove it. It doesn't automatically do anything. I don't think anybody's saying that. There, you're, to answer the question, it means everything in college basketball. Experience is huge when you mix it with talent, cover your bases in terms of position, three-point shooting, inside play. Pretty much everything you need is on that roster somewhere. Question number two, how will Frank Howard's injury impact the Orange? Well, right now it doesn't look like much because he's going to be back by November 6th. 
right around the first time uh, Syracuse plays this year. He may not be in the exhibition games. We'll see about that. He had a, a lower leg injury, which always makes you nervous as you know, from a basketball standpoint, of course. But by the time the nitty-gritty comes and you really need Frank Howard, everything we've heard to this point is it's not going to matter that much. Timing is everything, right? right? You want to have an injury? You want to have an injury right now. Uh, how good can Tyus Battle be? Tyus Battle can be one of the best players in the country. That's how good he can be. He could be a first-team All-American, second-team All-American type of player. I mean, we've seen what Tyus Battle is. It's just rounding off the edges, working on those skills that will translate to the next level. He will certainly be a first-round pick next year. He has done it in clutch spots, hit big shots, averaged 20 points a game. He had to play 40 minutes a game last year when things really came down to it. So I, Tyus Battle... Can, he can be one of the best players in the country at his position, to answer that question. Uh, what is O'Shea Brissett's status? You know, Beheim answered that. Surgical procedure recently. Beheim saying he's back. He's ready to go. I'll kind of turn that into a what can O'Shea Brissett be this year? And it's the same answer I have for Tyus Battle, one of the best players in the country at his position. Last year, 15 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game. Those are top five marks all time for Syracuse freshman, as Mike points out in his article this year. Beheim, in his Beheim way, trying to downplay it a little bit, quote, he'll be better, all sophomores should be better, he'll be bigger, stronger, and no more things. Look, upside on O'Shea Brissett, I think, is if you could rank such a thing in the top five or ten of players in the country that will improve from freshman to sophomore years, which, again, if you're that good, we don't always get to see. Because if you're that good as a freshman – Bye-bye. You're going to the NBA. That's why it's such a huge advantage for Syracuse to have these players, not just experience. What kind of experience are you bringing back? Well, they're bringing back a lot of talent, a lot of balance in terms of what positions they play. And like I said, add in the freshmen that they're getting, and the sky's the limit. Uh, is How did Surrey pronounce this, by the way? Baram Sadib? Is Baram Sadib's knee healthy and pain-free? I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio, but everything I've heard is he's ready to go. What will Elijah Hughes' role be? Another question from Mike. I am as intrigued as anybody to see this because he would have stepped in for Tyus Battle. Now they don't have to do that. Now they kind of have depth. They have riches there. Not really an embarrassment of riches per se, but he's going to play forward. He can play the forward. He can do both. He'll play guard at times. But as Mike points out here, and I think he's dead on here, Think Malachi Richardson, Andrew White type of role. Beheim wasn't really keen to talk about Buddy Beheim, but look, Buddy Beheim's in a good spot right now. He does not have to come in and take a huge role in his freshman year, but he will force Jim's hand as a coach because he can shoot the lights out. And there are times as you go through a four-month college basketball grind when someone's got to come in and be a spark. You just don't have it that night on offense, and you look down that bench and you say, hey, you've been rolling in practice recently. Go in there, hit some threes, and light this team up. See, I have all the answers for you, but I didn't even have to do those those last four minutes because our friend Suri has all the answers. Right, Suri? I'm not sure I understand. We'll work this out during the break. Top 5 Tuesday coming up. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.